Welcome to the Xterra Podcast. The Xterra mission is to explore and discuss the business of space and its effect on the national and global economy, as well as life on Earth. How does what happens in space affect your life every day? That's what we're exploring on the Xterra website, as well as on this podcast. My guest on this edition of the podcast is John Weathersby, founder of Stellar Modal Transportation Association. His mission is to promote the advancement of transportation systems, which will support the field of space-based commerce. And I need to disclose that Xterra JSC is partnered with Stellar Modal and is a member of the Stellar Modal Advisory Board. John, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate you having us. Let's talk first a little bit about your background. John, tell us how you arrived where you are. Uh, Tom, I've been in this business for 20-something years. I've been building trade associations, uh, advanced research groups, uh, been a defense contractor. So um, it's just natural to me. I'm, I, bring, I, I identify good ideas and I help bring teams together and hopefully achieve big things. So, <laughs> so where did the idea for Stellar Modal come from? Um, I was doing a project with some of uh, some folks, some military folks, and it involved um, getting the port of Gulfport, Mississippi designated as a strategic seaport. And in the process, I learned a lot about intermodal transportation. Intermodal transportation is just a term that describes shipping stuff using various modes of transportation. And as I learned more and more about the space, the commercial space element, I thought that um, that transportation is just going to transcend, you know, go into the out of the atmosphere. So it was a logical progression, and we just tacked stellar onto modal. And you know, it's it's really nothing new. It's just the next step. So uh, it's very practical from our perspective. How do you see the space part of intermodal transportation interacting with space? How do you get from container ships and rail cars and trucks to transporting stuff through space? Okay, from, again, from our perspective, Stellar Modal is a trade association. So our mission, our objective, the only reason we're here is to help facilitate the development of the industry. And we looked and we said, okay, what are some of the core components? Where is there's the greatest amount of need? And right now it kind of broke into two scenarios. One, one is transportation, the other one is life support. So life support, we didn't really have the expertise. So it said, okay, let's focus on the transportation element. And then it was looking at, there's more to it than rockets and, uh, and satellites. So we said, okay, the real need for this are all of the components that go into supporting the rockets, the satellites, the construction, the everything that goes into it. So ours is a very grassroots up approach to addressing space commerce. So is that to say that you're not necessarily thinking about transporting goods through space, but it's, it's all of the support for the companies that are producing those goods and getting them to where they need to be and making sure that that supply chain stays intact. Well, the supply chain is what's critical here. 
Um, at this stage, everything is transportation because space is such a hostile environment. You know, you've got to take all your, your fuel, your oxygen, your supplies, everything. You've got to take everything with you. So hence everything is connected in some capacity to the transportation element and how you make it more efficient. Um, how do you make it more resilient? Uh, because Napoleon is created by saying that an army marches on its stomach, meaning that supply lines are essential in dealing with extended missions. So space is the epitome of an extended mission. So wherever we go, we pretty much have to take everything with us. So we've got to figure out how to compartmentalize it, how to make it efficient, how to recycle it, how to reuse it. And that's kind of our overarching vision, if you will. And then from a trade association side, it's how do we help identify the, the businesses that fall in and help support all that? Because right now, space commerce, people look at it and they just think, ooh, you know, rockets, it's cool. Okay, that's great. But no one just goes out and builds a rocket. Or if they do at this point, they're pretty much doing it themselves. As the, as the industry evolves, then there are going to be more things that are, are commodity. So you're not just going to build your rocket. You're going to be able to go to so many different suppliers and say, okay, guys, we need to bid on this component or, or this system. And that's when the industry will start really maturing and evolving. And a lot of people will find that they are involved or can be involved in space commerce. A lot of folks right now that just see it as something over the horizon. So now what does Stellar Modal do currently and what do you hope to accomplish? Currently, I mean, Stellar Modal is, uh, is new. I mean, so much in this industry, the commercial side of it is new. So uh, within this year, uh, we some people got together and we started looking and saying, okay, where, let's start tracking this industry. Where is it going? How is it, how is it going to get to where we think it's going to go? And, and then we started looking for gaps. And in those gaps, I said, okay, you know, everybody's right now focusing on the, you know, the really incredible, you know, orbital stuff and all that's cool. But what's missing? And what was missing from our perspective were these core components and how you, how you get them working together, how you present people to each other and say, here's opportunity. And when you get that opportunity and you get these people together and you start seeing them produce and, and do business together, that's the evolution of the industry of it. Because the industry represents bringing value. And you know there's so much mystery to space and there's a sexy allure and all that's great. We look at it from a very, very practical perspective. In fact, we say that we take space commerce and bring it back to earth because so much of what's done, almost all of it is done on earth and it's business. And it's not, it's not futuristic business. It's business that we're currently doing today. It's this extension of the air and space industry, of the transportation industry. I mean, it's space is hard, but the business of space is not hard. It's not new, it's not difficult. It's just 
identifying opportunities and bringing value to the equation. And we're trying to help identify more and more people that can bring value to the equation. Who else is involved in Stellar Modal? Oh man, that's, that's the key. So when, um, when we started looking at this, um, we had a core group um, and it wasn't that we didn't want to go and, and chase the usual suspects. We looked at, because right now there's so much momentum in there uh, with the guys that are really doing well. I hate to say they don't need any help, but they're doing great. I mean, there's a lot of money, there's a lot of momentum, there's a lot of attention. So we started looking around, okay, what, again, what are the gaps? And, um, you know, oh, we came up with a, our, our advisory board, our core founding group, and it's, um, you can find the people on our website, but we've got like um, a lady that was the CIO of NASA, a lady named Dr. Linda Curriton. And I mean, Linda's just got this, you know, when you're the CIO of NASA, you have a unique perspective, okay? It's kind of top down. So um, I've worked with Linda for several years on different projects. And, and when she, when I pitched it to her and she looked at it and said, okay, I can see that. Well, oh, wow. It was enlightenment because NASA, you know, it's its own, its own environment, its own ecosystem. And, and, and obviously they've, they've done this for a long, long time. And having someone that is from that world look and say, okay, yeah, if we're going to get to where we say we're going to go, that's important. So that was huge. And then we, we started, uh, you know, we found uh, another, another guy that I'd worked with for a long time who's a cybersecurity expert. He was a counterintelligence officer for the FBI. And uh, when I, you know, was talking to him about it, it's like, okay, cybersecurity is critical to this because you've got all this data, you've got all the secure communication and you can't take it for granted. So I want to be involved. It's like, wow, okay, great. And then we've got folks that um, just from a wide variety of folks uh, that got involved and they're all bringing these different flavors and, and it's, it's, it, it's growing organically. And that's when you know a project's really fun when folks who you wouldn't think would be directly involved looked and goes, oh, I, I see my piece in this play. And, and that's where we are. So, um, I mean, take, go to our website and look at our advisory board. And it's, uh, it's quite a group. <laughs> We're having a great time. <laughs> And that's that's the way it should be, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, um, it really is. It's um, you know, the, life is about the journey. So um, we're very blessed to have a lot of really cool people that are involved, and and it's really starting to grow. Um, we're not trying to just run up the numbers. We're trying to identify problems to solve, and then going and looking for the people that that can solve it because if we're successful, then, you know, seller motor is open to everybody, but hmm. we want to make sure that it does something and isn't just, uh, you know, chat for them. When you think about a trade association, you often think about companies that join the trade association for the benefit of coming together and trading ideas and things of that nature. What kinds of companies are being attracted here in the early days of stellar modal? 
again, we're, we're kind of going about this in the opposite. So we're okay. trying to go in and identify the gaps. Like right now, one of the gaps that we we're focused on is, is workforce, uh, workforce development, management, recruitment. Um, a lot of people look at workforce in, in, in space commerce. And the first thing they think of is STEM, you know, the, the sciences and such, but we said, okay, well, what about non-STEM? You know, what about the, you know, you and I've talked about my, my son is studying to become a, a, a welder. He's going through a welding program. Well, okay. Where do welders fit into this? Where do, where do, uh, where do accountants, where do software developers, where do HR people, you know, where somebody's got to build all this stuff. And there are a lot, there are a lot more people out there that are like that than there are classically trained rocket scientists. Okay. The rocket scientists are going to great. Um, we're trying to expand it and show where more traditional enterprises have a place in the space commerce, in the burgeoning space commerce industry. So, um, you know, there's a report that says there, there are 10,000 companies around the world right now that are directly involved in space commerce. And, okay. and I believe that. I've seen it. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that later. We think that's just the tip of the iceberg. And we're interested in trying to help identify and, and engage with all the other industries that may not be primarily space commerce, but can contribute in some capacity. And I think that's where you'll, real, that you'll see the real strength and the real, the real numbers of, of this as it evolves. I think that's where you'll see it coming from. Anybody who wants to know how welders are going to fit into this only needs to look at a couple of videos from Boca Chica and see the kind of construction and things that are going on there with SpaceX. And, and it does take a lot of those kinds of laborers. Yes, they have to be trained and they have to understand what they're doing, but they're welders. And, and you know what? You want the best ones? Sure. Uh, and, and another thing that we're really looking at are, are things like um, standards and best practices. Because right now, in the early phases of an industry, I, I spent a lot of time in the software industry and uh, in open source software. And in the early days, in the Wild West days, everybody was out there and they were doing all this stuff and they were doing a lot of really cool, innovative things but not a, all of them translated into in products. So, you know, we, we're, we're gonna make a lot of these mistakes again, for sure, but if we can skip a few steps and say, okay, guys, <laughs> look, you know, that's really innovative, but the bottom line is, where does it add to the equation? You know, where does it bring value? Um, and, and that's what an association in our perspective is, is is bringing together like-minded people to sit down and solve problems that are collective because there, there are things that no one industry, no one enterprise, no one player, no one company should, should have to solve the problem on their own because everybody's going to benefit from it. So let's identify those challenges that we all need to contribute to and let's get in, let's work together and let's solve it put it over here, everybody benefits, move on to the next. So 
It, it occurs to me, John, that it might seem a little bit strange to talk about extending the space industry supply chain to outer space, but how does the rate of progress being made in space commerce right now affect the need for those kinds of services? One more scale. Um, as, as the industry grows, there's more need, there's more opportunity. Um, you know, right now, look how far we've come in the last just couple of years. Uh, and it's really been about 10 years, you know, but it seems like over the eight, last 18 months, you know, that, that, that all of a sudden space commerce has become doable. And that yeah. has to do with, with you know, the, 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 the incredible success that, that you know, SpaceX and, and Blue Origin and, you know, all the, all the there's, <laughs> those are the ones that most people know about. But there are a lot of companies out there that are making tremendous technolo technological leaps. And, and those are the guys that are kind of running under the radar. And as they start really coming online and supporting the industry, putting things in orbit, resupplying things, um, they're developing new technologies, new methods, new processes. That's the scale that's going to grow the industry collectively. I'm talking with John Weathersby, founder of Stellar Modal Transportation Association. And again, Xterra JSC is partnered with Stellar Modal and is a member of the Stellar Modal Advisory Board. Take a moment right now to click subscribe to be sure you don't miss any of the podcasts or if you're watching on YouTube, any of the videos from Xterra, the Journal of Space Commerce. John, Space Tech Analytics in a recent report indicates that space commerce is currently a $380 billion market, that's 2020 numbers, and will be a $10 trillion market by 2050. Now with numbers like that, how does the supply chain expand and transform to keep pace? All right, first, if you have not seen the Space Tech Analytics reports, you need to look them up. You can find them on our website. It is an incredible source of, um, of data on, um, on, on who's involved and where's involved. And it's just, it's, they, they do fantastic work. Um, but again, it, it's with regards to the numbers, um, it's a matter of scale. And space, the analyst, space tech analytics report, point, they identify 10,000 companies around the world. Okay, 300 and what'd you say, 380 billion divided over, you know, a global economy, 10,000. I can see how those numbers work. And, um, and, you know, by 2050, will we be to, you know, X trillion? I don't know. Um, it's a matter of, you know, how we get there. And, uh, and, and another thing is none of this is guaranteed. I mean, this is all estimation and, and, and we're gonna, you know, we've been so blessed right now in that, um, and that we haven't had any major hiccups in the systems. Um, but space is a hostile environment. It's a tough place to do, to do business. Sure. Um, I think that, you know, we're, we're going to experience some setbacks. And when we do, it's going to be how we respond to it and how the public, you know, you hope that something terrible doesn't happen. And then the public, you know, says, oh, we've lost interest in it. Kind of like what happened at the end of the Apollo program. Um, so, 
the bottom line is what these companies are going to do, they're going to produce new products and services that are going to bring value to day-to-day people here on good old planet Earth. And if, if they're able to do that, then the market will grow and, and maybe we'll hit these astronomical numbers. But from our perspective, we're worried about what we say is the five meter target. How do we help in these first steps? And I try not to worry about what's going to happen 2050. I'm interested in what's going to happen between 2021 and 2025 and how we can help do these, these baby steps to get things going and get more people involved. You've talked, John, about an adoption chasm from space exploration to space commerce. What do you mean by that? Well, that goes back to back in the 2000s when I was in the software industry. Uh, Jeffrey Moore came up with the uh, Crossing the Chasm book, and that's one of my favorites. And I just love the simplicity of way he described it. And I kind of think a lot of that applies right now and that you've got the, the innovators and the early adopters and and again, space has this, this allure and this mystery and everybody's gonna get in and they're talking about all these great things they're gonna do. Um, and, and, and you've got some people that are actually you know, achieving it. But um, at some point, uh, people are gonna start hitting the wall and realizing that you, know, you can have the greatest idea in the whole wide world, but there's some practical implications implications and applications that are involved to, to um, you know, how are you going to make a business out of it? How are you going to make it work? How are you going to get a return on your investment? So right now there's a lot of money in the market. That's great. If there's a correction in the market somewhere, a lot of that's going to dry up. So your, your business model better, better be very compelling and your technology better be very robust and, and, and you, you better be ready to set in for the, for the long haul and produce. And I think as just the market does, it's gonna it's gonna knock knock a lot of people out, but the best ones are gonna survive and they're gonna innovate and they're gonna overcome. And I'm I, I'm kind of a student of it. I, I enjoy the ride. And uh, you know, one of our newest board guys, uh George Pullman, I love talking to him because he, you know, he's an economist and he's looking at this. He has such great perspective on it. And um and you know He's, he's very practical in his approach. And it's like, okay, guys, nothing here is guaranteed. Um, you know, space sounds cool, but what's really there? You know, and and what do we get from it? You know, a, a, a base on the moon. Okay, that's cool. But I can understand it from a national defense perspective because the Chinese have said they were going to do it. But Okay, what's on the moon that is going to be a value to to people like us back here on Earth? That's that's where it's going to come down to. That's going to be the industry aspect of it. So, who's the who's the target market for Stellar Modal? Um, the target market for Stellar Modal, like I said, are the, it, we're looking at the grassroots. Uh, we've talked to folks. I hate to describe them as mom and pop, but you know, small companies that design and develop and build um, applications or, or, um, or components for, um, 
for like aerospace companies, we've, we've, we've talked a lot of them and, and it's kind of like, okay, guys, you're doing this for radar systems. You're doing it for airplanes. You're doing it for military things. Take the next leap. You know, let us introduce you to people in the, you know, in the space commerce industry because they can use your product and services and your expertise. So we're really looking at the, at the broadest, at, you know, approach in this. And, and we went back to earlier about, um, about workforce development. Okay, I'm talking to HR people. I'm talking to, you know, accounting people. I'm talking to, to one company that provides um, near-site and on-site healthcare for their for workforce because you've got these very highly skilled, highly trained, um, uh, very valuable employees. Well, how do you take care of them? Because everybody will pay top dollar right now. So how, as a business, are you providing something that's unique to keep them working for you, to keep them productive? So we're looking, we're trying to look at it from an extremely practical, pragmatic business approach. And, you know, it's um, a lot of it is not as sexy as, uh, you know, going up in a rocket, but there are a lot of, there are a lot of steps getting from, from there to the launch pad up and back and do it all safely. You've pretty much already answered my next question by saying that Stellar Modal is open to everybody. It's a membership organization. Um, are there any limitations on who can join and what is the cost? There are no limitations. Um, we welcome everybody. Um, we are, um, we, we set the price um, we set the price, we think, very low. Uh, anybody can be a member. We've got only three membership categories. Corporate, $250. Individual, $100. And student, $25. And the reason for that is, is that we did not want to set it in a way that only companies that had a lot of spare cash could get involved because then you're sitting in the room with the usual suspects. So we want to make it as open to anyone because you've got a small company that may be extremely innovative and they want to sit at the table with the big guys. Well, I want to encourage that, not discourage that. So we encourage anybody to get involved. Um, it's easy. What we're trying to do, as we said earlier, is to define uh, gaps and then go and, and, and approach people that we know and, and learn from there that are engaged in that category and say, come be a part of the discussion. And, 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 and the discussion and, the, and the, the, the networking helps facilitate business opportunities. And uh, one of my favorite little memes, it says, you know, what do you bring to the table? Well, we bring the table and, you know, we're, we won't, our bottom line is how are we going to solve problems? And we've got to know what the problems are. And then we want to go look for the, probably the uh, non-traditional solutions and let these people have a shot at it. We're just about out of time, John, but I want you to look out over the next 10 to 15 years and tell me what you see coming in space commerce. Well, first, you know, everybody hates that question. Right? I know. Okay. And we ask it of everybody. <laughs> All right, so um, what I think you'll see in the next 
10 or 15 years is you'll see some really cool technology, you know, okay, great. But what I'm focused on, what we're focused on are the development of, of um, business clusters. And I think a lot of that will happen around uh, spaceports and you'll see, um, you'll see a lot of folks that are coming online. You'll see the industry, the industry will be developed here on, on earth that'll support uh, launches and, 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 you know, all the things that go into it. Um, so I think a lot of the business development in space commerce would be a lot more traditional than, um, than, than people think. Uh, and, and with regards to, um, getting people off planet and such, I, I personally think you're going to see a lot of, uh, a lot of robotics involved because space again is such a harsh environment. And, um, and I think we're going to have to have a lot of, a lot of things done, uh, hands-on things that it's going to be safer to have a robotic element do it than it is, uh, have people in the way. So, um, I mean, that's, I, I think it's going to be an interesting ride. And I think we all ought to take note that it's not every day you get to see an industry blossom. And that's what we're seeing. So enjoy the ride. Yeah. A great place to leave it. John Weathersby is the founder of Stellar Modal Transportation Association. John, thanks for taking some time to talk with us today on the Xterra podcast. Tom, thanks for your time. And, um, you know, take a look at our website, stellarmodal.org, and get involved. Join us. We look forward to having you. That's going to do it for this edition of the Xterra podcast. You can subscribe to the audio version of the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, and many other popular podcasting platforms. Be sure to click on subscribe to be sure you don't miss an episode of the podcast or any of the other videos. You can also get daily news at xterrajsc.com. And one thing more, be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn and follow us on Twitter at xterrajsc. Until next time, I'm Tom Patton. Thanks for joining us.